Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right. Okay, Grant. Nice yes. to see you. Long time no see. Yeah, long time no see, you guys. Well, let's start out this dirt alert here with Naomi Watts opening up about some of the poor, uh, what's the word I should use here? Some of the poor choices. Cho- not choices, but how Hollywood um, treats people. Treats women. Oh, oh, yeah. She was on okay. Fallon, I think, last night. Yes. She's you, promoting something. She's promoting a her. new movie, her Netflix thriller, which is called The Watcher, and it comes out on streaming October 13th, so next week, and that's okay. what she was promoting. But she talked about how when she was at a young age, only at the age of 33, she was told some really obnoxious things by men in Hollywood. And this is this what... This was after Mulholland Drive. Exactly. Remember she was in that? Like, dude, I think that she was basically told... That, that she was basically, once she hits the age of 40... She supposedly becomes unbleepable. Remember the skit that those ladies yes. did about uh, once you're 40, 40 year, the unbleepable year? The unbleepable yeah. year. Yeah, well, I think that was playing. Her off. career advice was do as many and movies as you can get because early. you only have seven years to make it. Yep. What depressing news to deliver to somebody. Yeah, she but opened. she was not the first one. No. No. They'd probably still say it. Yeah, but, well, exactly. And, you know, she said, you know. Thelma High Blair said in her memoir that she was 23 and, they told and thought her she she should be 18. Right. Shave off five years. Yeah, exactly. And she kind of talked about how Hollywood glorifies men as they get older. Yes. They become more distinguished, more this. better looking. I think and, this happens in life in general. Oh, in general, God. exactly. We're sick of it. But she was just basically <laughs> talking about, you know, in Hollywood in particular, that yeah. they'd make these women feel like, you know, like she said, uh, when well, she was 33 years old. talking about it, and this is why a bunch of women have started their own production companies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she also, now this is a big part too, she also wants to break the stigma about, you know, the unmentionable topic of menopause because she feels and she knows that she got menopause came onto her a lot earlier than most women experienced it so she's now launching a menopause wellness brand called stripes and it's on october it comes out october 18th that's where she and leah broke up you can um buy womanist it's Mm -hmm. made and manufactured here for menopause yes it is but this is why she and leah broke up yeah she was going to today he's double nickels today 55. Yeah, and oh. she she is dating Billy Kudrup. Mm-hmm. And he is He's dating... a lot sweeter um, to her. He is dating uh, North 20s, Dakota Yeah, the nanny, the former nanny. Mm-hmm. So I like calling her the North Dakota cheerleader. The North Dakota cheerleader the North nanny. North Dakota cheerleader. Uh-huh. Okay, all right, all right. Who well. became a nanny. But good for Naomi Watts for uh, keeping it real. Yeah. Always like that, yeah, you know? Yeah, definitely. And when I say that menopause broke them up, it could be that... You know, she had a really hard time and, you know, uh, just uh, was in a rage, which Mm -hmm. can happen to women. 
or he was not understanding of the of fact what she that, was going through of what she was going through and he started looking elsewhere for side sauce. <sighs> Yeah. You know, well, good on her for and like blamed her for it. Yeah, of course, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but good on her for like you guys said. This is something that's been going on for a long time, but yeah. it's nice to hear people continue to bring it up because it is a stigma that it I should just don't be. know why she didn't listen to our show. We've been talking about menopause before anybody. Well, I know, but Julia, we're <laughs> older mean, than Naomi Watts. So I know. So she thinks no one talks that. about it. We talked about it nonstop for five years. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, yeah, I don't know. Menopause you were pretty Center. mean. You were pretty mean. Oh, good God, I love it. <laughs> it was rough for everybody. I went menopause and oh, It was rage. terrible. Oh, oh, my God. Well, uh, yeah, I was not there for that. No, so. be glad, be glad. <laughs> but there's two kinds. Like, you can go out easy or hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I cannot imagine. experiences. I cannot imagine. It's not that bad. Really? But, you know, it wasn't for me. Well, yeah. It wasn't for you. For but me, it it, for was... Julia, it was an absolute nightmare. It was a nightmare. <laughs> it was. It was. Hey. Mm-hmm. And that, those are the two experiences. Mm-hmm. Bobby Cannavale is in this watcher. Yeah. This looks, looks good. good. Uh, yeah, it's Ryan, Murphy, Ryan Murphy's the co-creator along yeah. with Naomi. So It looks good. Looks pretty good. It does. Netflix. I was going to, I put it in my little tickler file to talk about it on the day it premieres. Good call. Because I watched the, the trailer on Decider last week. I'm like, damn, this looks good. <laughs> I like it. Well, we'll definitely have to come back to that one yeah. uh, next week when it comes out. So October 18th. Uh, actually, excuse me, October 13th. Jennifer Coolidge is in this, too. Oh, oh, she's hotter than hot. She's, she's everything. everything. That White Lotus just reignited her career. People forgot. They forgot how good she was. Remember how great yeah. she was on the stage for the uh, the Emmys? Oh, yeah. We love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was fantastic. And then in Best in Show, when mm. she talks about her old man husband <laughs> and why she likes him, they both like soup, not talking. <laughs> not and talking. Jason uses that. Yes, he does. Morning so funny. She's always been yep. hysterical. She will always be the first MILF, too. To yeah, me. no Stifler's kidding. mom. Stifler's mom. Oh, my mom. God. But, yeah, so let's go on to our favorite sports couple of the last few months here, you guys. Or last couple months to say. Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen have officially retained yeah. divorce lawyers. I you told guys. you this when her July issue of that Elle Hello. magazine yeah. and she was laying it out there. Very say, plain. Very plain that she didn't feel supported by him and all this stuff. Now, that interview happened at least in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that interview, she said, I spent all this time in Boston yes. so he could pursue his dreams. Right. Like, she threw it shade. Oh, so they, these two have been separate for a while. Yes, living separately even during probably the, the last probably since he unretired. I would agree with that. Even yeah. during when Hurricane Ian went through, they were in Miami but in separate locations. Well, they've yeah. already come out with mm. the odds on bet. Yeah. Oh gosh. Who Tom Brady's next girlfriend would be and her, who her next boyfriend would be. Oh god, that's so <laughs> gross. And awesome. The biggest big well, the biggest one for Tom Brady is going to be either Jennifer Aniston or Naomi Osaka or Lindsey Vaughn. Okay. Giselle, it is Harry Styles, Christian um, Ronaldo, Drake. You know what would make everything explode is Tom Brady dated Kim Kardashian. It really, (laughs) it actually really would. Oh my God. And then he gets the tattoo of my girlfriend. It really would. Giselle said you can have him, Kim. Mm -hmm. That would be the ultimate Kris Jenner play of all time. If she could get Tom Brady in that family sports with her reality. You know that. Well, she tried it with Tristan Thompson. Well, you know what? Who I feel for are the kids because that's. Of course. Like, uh, their kids are like... Old I, enough. Well, they're tender ages. 12, 15, 
12, the boys 12, the daughters 9, mm-hmm. and their other brother with the ex, Bridget Monahan, is 15. 15, yeah. So those are tender ages are. for kids to get. This uh, is a tough time. Yeah, it is. It that. is. I'd I feel bad for them, but their dad is a selfish pee. Yeah, he is, he is. and he's getting everything he kind of deserves because yeah. their team is not doing well, and he is struggling on the sidelines. You can see it. And, and you know what Giselle's mom has said to her in Spanish? Karma is a patient gangster. That's right. But she says it in Spanish, so it sounds really, you know, fabulous. Yes. Well, or I don't know if it's Portuguese. I can't remember but where in South America. We'll end this one with... I don't know. Twitter is officially going to Elon Musk. Oh, it is, for yeah, sure. For sure. Oh, my. I don't know how about $44 billion, dollars, you oh, guys. Oh, jeez Louise. All right. Oh. I hope he doesn't wreck it. Uh, yes, I hope he doesn't wreck it, too. That is actually the great way to end this Dirt Alert. Let's take a look at your... Uh, yeah, everyone knows that, though. Everybody I thought everybody knew this, Julia. And Crystal Gale was Loretta Lynn's sister. That's right. None of us knew that. <laughs> yes. No one knew that but you. Well, out, of, out of the That's how Not long I've been reading People magazine because I think my grandma had a, a subscription to that like in 1978 she mm-hmm. paid for it and I would read it. I just never knew that at her connection. house and Loretta Lynn I feel like was in the news and stuff. She was, yeah. I, I mean, she did all the songs that. and she did all that. Like, I think of that Honky Tonk Angels album she did with Dolly and Tammy Wynette. I mean, that's similar to what uh, Brandy Carlisle did with, you know, yes. the, we've seen other, yes, yeah, yes. I mean, the Harris has done it. Yep. And I'm like, look at those ladies. My, they were doing it way back yes. then. Makes me want to go. Listen to that. But anyway, this, the, this I thought, is something that we knew. Um, okay. Eating dinner late at night raises the risk of becoming obese. Duh. I mean, did you're we... supposed to stop eating earlier and and just give your metabolism <laughs> to work overnight. Well, oh, Brigham's uh, Division of Sleep and Circadian Disorders at Brigham Young University, mm-hmm. um, they said it hadn't been studied enough. Does the time we eat matter when everything else is kept consistent? Maybe that was the piece. Oh, mm. keeping it consistent. I feel like we know this, though. Yes, that time Jan. does matter. What do they say? They said yes. Yeah. When you eat late at night, you don't burn as many calories. It, it makes you wake up hungry, and it changes uh, fat tissue into more fat cells. Which seems so weird because you're still consuming the exact same calories. You've you've worked out the exact same calories. You're throwing your body off because mm-hmm. it's your brain that needs to rest at night. Yes. And your belly is working overtime, and so there are you your go. lower bowels. Oh, Lori. And upper bowels. And your gut health okay, needs and rest. Yes, it needs rest, it needs Julia. Rest. This is what I'm saying. My gut needs rest. And I mean, now that's, I'm just going into a flat out sure. theory. But anyway, they found out, yes, indeed, um, it does make a difference. And it's mm-hmm. for those same reasons. Eating just four hours later makes a significant difference. Well, how late is too late? Let's get at that one. Well, it isn't that, but it's like it's the consistency. So, you know, maybe like in some places where people do go out and eat at like, you know, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. But that might just be a weekend. I don't eat till like 7 or 8. Well, I, don't that, I don't know that that matters, okay. you know, if that's when you usually eat. But like right. if you are in a, the regular having your dinner, think about maybe people who are shift workers. Right. 
or something. Have and, a snack at 10. Yeah. Some peanuts. Yeah. You know, yeah. handful of almonds, says Ed. Two Those, caps full of peanuts. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, so it's like working late at night yes. will affect your weight management. Basically, the moral of the story is you yeah. should be in bed by 11. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's done not eating, going there. And done eating by 8. It doesn't say that. Okay. But I mean, everything we said is you go to bed earlier, you get up earlier, you're better person, you're better at everything. This is, a, I think, a study of Dubba, yeah. yet I, I think it's going to make people feel very happy. Uh, we'll call this office sweet office. Most people don't actually want to spend the next 10 years working from their couches. Oh, Why would you? It just sounds horrible. It makes your home not your home. Mm-hmm. It's an office. It like takes, like the beauty is I come home to my home that I love so much every day. Right. But can you imagine yeah, having. You leave work behind. Exactly. I could yeah. never do what these so people So many have done. people though well, think there's it's a lot, just the bees But there's a lot that's being written about that makes you think everyone wants to do okay. this. But Good they've call. actually done some studies and some surveys and they're finding that uh, people would rather be, you know, hosting client meetings again, collaborating with teams of people. Traveling for work. Traveling for having work. Having fun. Um, going to, you know, meetings. Yeah. Corporate meetings in Orlando or whatever. Hawaii. Yeah. So if given the chance, and but what we're seeing is most people don't actually want to spend the next 10 years at all working. They want to be in the office. They want to see other people. They want to do that in a place that's close to home. You know, it could be, but... um uh, yeah, people are just like these. They're they're not wanting to do that. So I think, yeah, that's. I good. think what's happening in a lot of places though is people who are the bosses don't want to work all the time in that the could office, be. and so they don't want to make it mandatory because yeah. they don't want to go back into right. the office. I've heard this. It's from a good several. thing they didn't let us ever do that around here. Who knows what we? I don't know how we no. would have done five days a week. No radio. If they'd let us like do. You know, like, oh, you girls just only, the station will just broadcast three days a week. There's too many, there's not enough cars on the road or something. This is what you can, with radio, we we were there every day. And we're not frontline workers. No, we're not. No, but I mean, we were like there. They didn't ever say, well, nobody's driving and ad revenue is down. You know, they're like, we still got to put on the radio show as the Mm -hmm. Community service because it was sometimes hard. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh! Did, did you know yeah. that they didn't consider reporters as frontline workers? Which I think is wrong. Is wrong. Well, I mean, if, because they're they not, were out there during yeah. the riots. They were out there during everything. Yeah, and they I, I were don't not know. I think you it's know that money deal. might it's be union. tied. It's like a how it's written in the bill or whatever, and you know, it's what tied I mean? to income. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah. tied to yeah. income. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah, it, it is. It is but if you were in certain pro- like people who are vet techs, they were in. The, it they, all depends on how the law was written, you guys, and like there could be that you know the reporters and media people would not be in it because you are it's no your union. duty to there's be no doing union. that anyway yes but there's it's your duty to be a doctor when you take that oath as a doctor I, we don't need, i'm not trying to argue this but like i don't know what we're doing then well it's, i don't know why we're talking about this and when we're we'll just move on to Grant, the study yep. of death. there were a lot of different things there are a lot of different yeah. things yes yes yeah. a lot of people got Screwed. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. I, yeah. Don't, I think we're don't put that right in here because I wasn't prepared to talk about oh, who was Lori, getting screwed I or did not. not know about your favorite R.E.M. song and we went right off on it. Well, you had we, to play it. Well, we had to play it because I had to, you know, show you. <laughs> okay, now this is a study of duh. 
This is a study Grant, of John. did you just see that Grant's over there laughing? We had to play because I got to show you, and it was my idea. <laughs> right. So it's okay. But Grant, this was your idea, and we don't really want to care. Well, no, I, I it was getting into it's, a part it's of the It felt very splainy. Yes, it, it's yes. It felt very splainy. It did, yeah. it did. And, yeah. and it was giving me hives. Yes, yes. So I just had to be abrupt. I don't know You're any great. other way to be. No, and I loved it. That's yeah. why we're I'm, moving on. I'm not going to treat you any differently than Donnie. No, and I am <laughs> cool with that, and that's why we're moving on. Okay, so this... This is, I don't know if this is a study of Da or not, but Maui Jim, I still get their I corporate newsletter, Julia, and I read it. Followers, Lens, I well, love them. Julia and I are fans. Oh, they're my favorite. Fans. That's all I have Huge for sunglasses. Fans. And they did a little, they did a survey, and guess what? They did a study of 2,000, not sorry, of 2,000 Americans, and uh, 72% said, they think sunglasses and sunscreen you only need to wear in the, in the summer. Really? Yeah. Even okay. in the winter when it's... You know what I thought they were going <laughs> to... That's where that you was know going. What, you know what I thought was going to... Where this was going. You know, they want to sell more be, sunglasses in the winter, people. Well, What's, you have to wear them because of the, you need them. But here's where I thought this was going. <laughs> they did a study and overwhelmingly... People who wore the blue tinted lens were happier. Oh, good. no, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. my blue tinted Maui gems, oh, over because my of, pink, over my green, over yeah. the blue is the happiest yes, I gotcha. outlook coming from you just look out and it's happy. It yeah. brightens everything up. It does. I, I get mean, you. I think everyone should wear blue sunglasses. Well, if you can get them, get them for Maui Jim because we They're know they got the good. $350. That's but right. They have the best policy where if anything is broken, right. scratched, you send them in, they it's fix it. It's a very it. good sunglass. Yeah. Yeah. In really have that policy? Oh, yeah. I just yeah. sent in two pairs that I've had and I got mm-hmm. brand two brand new you pairs. You send them directly? Yeah, you, yeah we can talk about it. Do you have your receipt? No, you don't right. even need to have your receipt. Yeah, they just need to be because I've got a pair yeah. that are, mm. but people ignore uh, eye strain signs, watery eyes, headaches, and sometimes Spots. what Maui Jim would just like you to know is if you wore damn sunglasses more often outside, even on a cloudy th- thing, because the sun does more damage than we ever think to our eyeballs. Right. That's the message. And that- I always think of like um, Anderson Cooper not wearing sunglasses in the Mediterranean cruise. Your brother. Oh yeah, you're, he they got he sunburned his eyes. Ryan Seacrest did the same yes. thing. Because you're, you're blue eyed. You're blue eyed. The sun is reflecting off of maybe the, the boat, the yeah. water, the, the sun, and you can burn your eyes. Remember how fakakta my eyes were oh. when I came back from Hawaii? Oh yeah, you had that yeah. windburn or something, right? Or? I had windburns, but my eyes got dry and I never got caught up uh, oh. because lubricating that, and I also had. Like, I had one pair of Maui gyms with me, and then they kind of broke, and then I started wearing a, a, non-polarized. a cheap non-polarized. It's amazing. And that's what happened. So and anyway, I think for your outlook on life, though, too, if it's cloudy, glasses, yeah. if it's cloudy and gray, yeah. I put on my blue sunglasses, right. and it's like it's like everything's happy. Rainbows and lollipops. It's yeah. serious. They are trying. They polarize. I'm all for this. And blue light filtering eyeglasses, and they ask you that. So anyway, but what they did find is that people think you only need sunglasses and sunscreen in the summer. Oh. Every day. 
Every day. Every day. Every day, people. And now they've got an opportunity, and they've told all their Maui Gym franchisees, you've got a real opportunity to sell some sunglasses. Get out there and scare your customer. <laughs> they've you got go. a new study. We paid the sunglass your... commission. It is It is true, and the population does, you know, people do, like, need to know that because you don't want to mess around with your eyesight. No, no. Seven. You know, right. they're already going to, you know, like, they age. Eyesight is an aging thing. <laughs> it's an age giveaway for are aging backwards and mine are accelerating forward. But still always aging. Yes. The yeah. eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> the eyeballs. Other things stay the same. That's true. Oh, yeah. There we go. All right, listen, that's all we got for that. Uh, that was random and uh, yeah. and theory. And good and information. And yes. we are way over time. Mm-hmm. Grant, if we could have you find an epic song... Um, from Loretta Lynn, so we could just play one more Loretta Lynn uh, song. Because one thing I'd forgotten. Okay, so oh, wait song? a minute. No, no, no. This is Grant, There's one, one more thing. Th- no, but okay, this is a good one because it's Robert Altman. <laughs> okay, and we loved him. Yes. Okay, and we met Robert Altman mm-hmm. on the press junket for Prairie Home Companion when he was like 86. And okay. Julia asked him the best question. The best question. And he told her it was the best question he'd ever been asked. And that question was, What is your life's advice? Something to that. Oh. It wasn't exactly no, that. you said, yeah. What is your life's mm-hmm. best advice? Because you didn't really know who he I was. I had no clue. She didn't know he was the director of MASH, Nashville, no, no. like, you know, that he is like this icon. Icon. He was. It was for Prairie Home Companion. From Prairie Home Companion, he was charmed with us, though. Yes, he was, and it was, and he said, you know, no one has ever asked me this because he was eighty six. Yes, he was old enough to know, you know, have you know, some advice. And you were kind of treating him like you would, like just like any charming person, and that you didn't really know, and and <laughs> and so he said, uh, giggle and give in and spend it all mm-hmm. is what he. That's and actually was, great advice. And he was it? so giggle, give in, he and goes, spend it all. He goes giggle and give in, and then he kind of just took a beat and he said, "And spend it all." I like that. Spend he, it all. he was really sweet with us. Yes, and then then we talked to um, Lily Tomlin and was Jane Fonda and Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep Jane was Fonda, liked we us, didn't. not Jane, but uh, Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. She liked us. And Lindsay Lohan blew everyone off. Yeah, if you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we talked to that guy, that guy John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. He was having a bad day. Yeah, he really was. Okay, anyway, so, tell but, us. so Rob, the Robert Altman connection to Loretta Lynn is that. You know, she was a legend already in 1981 when the movie about her life, based on her memoir that she wrote four years earlier, Coal Miner's Daughter, cemented her in history books. And she was only like 50. And Robert Altman, in his movie Nashville, has a character that's basically Loretta Lynn. Okay. In I've never seen this movie. Nashville. When did it come out? Like in the 70s? It would have come out like in 1976 yeah, or something like that. that. You would have been too young. What's the song I'm getting just oh, so get, that I um, don't get, get Don't Come Home a Drinking with Loving on Your Mind, okay. which Loretta wrote about her husband, Do, when he was probably I 20. I love that it was D-O-O. Well, Doolittle. His oh. name was like really Oliver or something, but she just called him Do, Doolittle. I love that. Oh, God, I love that movie. I think I could quote I, it. I think you could. I know. Anyway, she it was just such a trailblazer, and she had over 70 hits on the wow. country charts during her lifetime. And as people learn today, her younger sister was the famous Crystal Gale. And she had a sister, Peggy Sue, who was also a musician. Yeah. 
<laughs> you didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here we go. I think most women can say that when the man comes home really wasted and yeah. wants to get laid. It's like, excuse me? Excuse me, yeah. This is why she had so many hits. Because that is so relatable. Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah, and this is um, why she was why? a genius songwriter. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she just wrote about what she knew. You ain't woman enough to take my man. Hi, woman. Louisiana. Woman, Mississippi man, that's an epic Conway Twitty duet. <laughs> Here's a line, because if you want that kind of love, well, you don't need none of mine. That's right. She is just a She's, badass. Yeah, she is a badass. Yeah. She is the most famous of all country singers, in oh, my nice. opinion. Mm-hmm. And she's, Do you think so? She's, yes. God, yeah, beautiful. she's the queen. Gorgeous. Yeah, she's the queen of country music. Uh, I mean, because two queens, Tammy Wynette, you know, um, was the queen of the duets or whatever. And Patsy Cline, we lost Patsy too young. Klein, you know, Patsy yeah. was so young. She's got the tragic ending. That's a good movie. Sweet Dreams with uh, um, Jessica, Jessica Lang playing Patsy Cline. I haven't seen that. Lori, I wasn't. I really like my biopics, Julia, or I, biopics, as we learned. We can I, say it both ways I, now. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we learn that? Yes, we did, yes. and I was so happy about anyway, that Anyway, we posted Dolly Parton and Loretta uh, Lynn harmonizing. You know, oh, we're going to be a wreck when Dolly goes. I'm glad oh, she's my 10 years. She's a lot younger. She's yes, 15 she years younger. Yes, she is. Everyone have a good night. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.